0: Hi, friends, it's me, Diana Piquet, and it's Weight Loss Wednesday. Welcome! I'm a West Coast mama who has yo yoed with weight my whole adult life. Over the last couple of years, I've been really doing my best to lean hard on a self loving approach that would keep my weight in check and it was realistic enough for me to do for the rest of my life. I'm really tired out from 40 years of li- losing a bunch of weight and then slowly gaining it back over time. It's been exhausting. I wanted to take care of this beautiful body of mine because I love being alive and I want to be a vibrant, confident, and healthy version of myself. I've been learning, journaling, reading. I've been listening to my own self-talk. I've been making some mistakes and yet observing my confidence growing week after week. I wanted to share my journey because I know what it's like to feel embarrassed or alone over this issue. And the truth is you absolutely are not. I hope you have a listen and I hope that in some way you can take some of this, apply it to your life and see some benefits. I'm so excited to share with you, and as always, I'm cheering you on from Huntington Beach. Hey friends, it's me, Diana. It is Weight Loss Wednesday, and I have been learning so much from this woman named Corinne Crabtree. She has a podcast called Losing 100, Her systems have just totally turned everything on its ear for me in such a good way for the last 45 days, almost two months now. Um, I originally started listening to her because she's a fellow podcaster and I like the format of her podcast. And then after listening for a while and kind of hearing that the way she sort of like preaches it, I was like, oh my God, this is totally me. I have totally lost a large amount of weight. And then when it comes to the last 20 pounds, I kind of always fart out and sort of give up and then slowly start gaining weight back. And it's one of those things where I, it's all this like negative self-talk that I tell myself, oh, I'm selfish if I um, decide to put this much effort, you know, who am I to put this much effort into working out, every day. Who am I to dedicate this time to food prepping every day? Who am I to take the 3 or 4 minutes to journal every day? I should be giving all my time to my kids. And the truth is is that I'm a really good mom and I'm sure you guys are good moms out there and it's just an excuse that I tell myself and I end up staying stuck because I'm very comfortable being 20 pounds overweight. I pretty much always have been. That's my baseline. I'm always 20 overweight. Never really get down those last 20 pounds. Um And when I get really, like, when I get higher, like when I was up to 240 or 260 when I gave birth to Coop, but like 240 was where I was sort of hanging out. When I'm there, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm big. I'm uncomfortable. It's hurting my back. I have very severe scoliosis. Um, I can feel it on my knees and my joints. But when I get down and I'm only 20 pounds over, those reasons aren't necessarily there. And I let myself go back into that sort of like thinking of like, What kind of excuses can I make so that I basically don't have to do this work? And I choose to make these excuses because that's sort of where I'm comfortable. And so I've been really diving in, not only with her podcast, she has a program that you can sign up for. Um, and I have not signed up for the program. And to be honest with you, she gives out so much free information. Uh, it's not that I don't want to support her podcast at all. It's just that like, there's a ton of free information for me to get through first before I ever felt like I would need to like be coached by someone on a one-on-one level. Um, and it just it's just been marvelous, you guys. It's just been so badass for me. So the reason that I started, I wanted to start Sending this out to you and dedicating this to you on Wednesdays is the same reason that I would do it if I was a recovered addict and I have found something that really was making my life easier. Or if I was a a person who loved to cook, which I don't mind cooking, I'm not great at it, but if that was my passion, I must tell you that weight and weight loss has been an ongoing theme in my life since I was like eight or nine years old. I started hearing those, big girl, built like a barrel... Um, Oh, she's going to be a big girl. Oh, she has a big appetite. And, And none of it was not true, but all of it was that beginning programming that happened to me, you know, starting like 42 years ago that really sort of created the way that my brain works. And so what Corinne does is she, She doesn't tell you like, oh, here's how you fruit food prep. Here's how you count your keto or your macros, or here's how you have to intermittent fast. It's none of that. It's all about your mind and how you think about food, how you think about yourself when you overeat, you know, that whole good girl, bad girl thinking that really has nothing to do with weight loss. Like whether I am 300 pounds or 150 pounds, I'm a good girl either way. I'm a good person. So separating those two, where it's like, I'm an overweight person trying to figure out weight loss, or I'm a person who's figured out weight loss. It doesn't make me good or bad. Does that make sense? I'm going to talk to you guys about food planning. And when I first went through this and heard this, I was like, oh great food prepping, you know, like make, you know, five days worth of dried out ass chicken breast and put some broccoli next to it with some brown rice and put it in your Tupperware in your fridge. And then you microwave it and you eat rubber chicken and that's your food prep. And, or I've done other food preps that are better. Like I've, I've, I've done, I've done food preps before and had the food sitting in the fridge and you microwave it and all that. But what I think the messaging behind that, where you are eating something different than your family all the time is a little odd if you're trying to raise healthy kids that just eat like normal people. And so Her food planning has absolutely nothing to do with food prepping. It's two different things. And I'm going to talk about both. So this is what it does for us. If you have a food plan, you start by doing this for 24 hours only. And you don't have to just do it for 24 hours. Like right now, I'm doing mine for the week. And then I'll adjust as I need to. But you start doing this. Meet yourself where you're at because it can be a little overwhelming to start with. But start okay, 24 hours and then be like, here's what today's looks like. And here's what I'll eat. So sit down and take a couple minutes in the morning, make a list of your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, any snacks that you think you want to have. And be honest, if what you're doing is going through, you know, Del Taco or Taco Bell or what I'm, I'm naming the places I like, um, just write it out. Like I'm going to have a burrito Supreme and a taco and I'm going to have a diet Pepsi and do that. It's not about in the very beginning, it's not about reducing necessarily what you're doing. It's about you showing up for yourself and sticking to whatever plan you write down. And the easiest way to do that is to actually write something that you'll do. Don't write down, oh, I'm gonna have a salad for lunch if you don't think that's really realistic for you to do it. It does not have to be like a fancy keto macro or any certain amount of calories. You just need to eat and use the two these two choices. Number one, I choose to start eating only when I'm hungry. And number two, I choose to walk away from my meal when I'm satisfied or not not hungry anymore. Not stuffed, not full, but when you're satisfied. When you actually stick to this like 24-hour food plan, your brain feels like you're accomplishing something and you really are. You're basically showing up for yourself by sticking to what you said you would. And that's the first way to collect wins. And if you think of it like playing a video game for all you gamers out there, you're just collecting little wins. And by collecting little wins for the day, you start building your confidence, which is what you need to do around weight loss. So number two, don't push yourself at first to admit all the chocolate if you've been like a huge sweets person or never let a chip cross your lips if you're like super into salty and crunchy. Commit to adding these foods to your daily flu- food plan. But if you can basically level up the way that you eat them, if you have a bag of chocolate chips in, on your kitchen counter, and some people do like, we well, are just like mindlessly eating a bag of chocolate chips all day long. Don't kid yourself that you're going to actually stop doing that take your bag of chocolate chips and divide it in two and only have half the bag out. And that's leveling up. So it's better than it was the day before or the week before. And once you actually master that, then you can move on to leveling up and doing something else that's even better. I have a girlfriend who shall remain nameless, but she knows who she is, who has a chocolate chip issue. She's been talking about it for a year and, you know, it's not any different than any other issue that anyone else have has. I have an issue with old stale food. I'll stand in the pantry to avoid doing something that I don't want to do, which is like housework or whatever, or dealing with a kid or whatever, and I'll eat the old wheat thins that are left over in the bag because I'm trying to like declutter the pantry by sticking it in my own stomach. It's ridiculous, but it's a habit. And I need to relearn new a new way of doing things. So basically what my girlfriend did was she was having the chocolate chip in the bag problem, she sent me a picture the other day that was this like really super cute little ceramic, you know, bottle it old world or something, old world market. And it's like the equivalent of like a half a cup of chocolate chips. And that's what sits on her counter now instead of the whole bag. And so it turns it into a level up situation where she's going from having however many calories to an eighth of that during the day because she's being more purposeful of what she's doing. And now that's her new habit. And basically you sit down, you know, I don't know if she's doing this or not, but I can imagine her sitting down at three o'clock when the house is quiet and the time is right and she can really savor those chocolates one at a time and have a cup of tea and really enjoy them rather than mindlessly, you know, eating them. I feel like these, the old diet mentality that I have is killing me, and I think it kills all of us, you know, it just isn't beneficial because our brains want to go back and like basically go buck wild with overeating and hoarding because our old past diets have been restrictive and hard. So if you start exactly where you are, you know, whether it's fast food, convenience food, remember, do your thing, write it down, and we're building a new habit. And I mean, if you're like me in the past, I felt very deprived and overly hungry, weak even, you know, eating food I don't like. And so my brain wants to go back to, oh my God, we're on a diet again. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And I am in control of my brain and I can think a new thought about that. Really, the most important thing that I can do and what you can do is when you start saying that to yourself, I can't do it, pour on the self-love, you know? positive mental talk. And even if we overeat, this is how we view it. We frame it and we talk to ourselves about it in a far better, more positive way. It's more important than any overeat can be. You know, we have two choices when we overeat. What can I learn? What did I observe? (laughs) What was I feeling in that, that moment? I'm laughing because I have a story about this. How can I support myself? I'm proud that I'm trying to learn. I'm not perfect, but I'm searching for solutions. I'm strong and I'm not restricted. You know, versus saying like, I suck. I'm a failure. See, here I go again. I told you you couldn't do it. It's in your DNA to overeat. It's who you are. You are bad. These are literally the things that I would tell myself. I just want to end by saying I have been both of these people And I know that I have the capacity to stop talking shit to myself and being a mean girl to myself and start treating myself with more kindness. It is really, really helpful. You know, it's it's so much better to say something like, okay, I'm okay to eat foods that I love and I can gain control. I can figure this out. I can do hard things. You know, my brain is brilliant and I can literally rewire this habit, all these habits that I have with practice, but it's just going to take practice. And no matter what my blips are, I'm always coming back to showing up for myself because me, my life and my health matter. It's just such a more comforting thought. So meet yourself where you are and write out a food plan, put stuff you like on it and grab it when you're hungry note, you might find this mind blowing. I was in shock when I realized that I wasn't hungry until much later in the day. I was actually, I was actually kind of shocked because I, I barely knew what it felt like to be hungry. I, I for years have had this smoothie habit where I get in the morning and I like put all these vegetables in a blender and then I put um, protein powder in and I kind of gulp this fairly sizable smoothie it's not that it's bad that's a great real meal replacement but I always drink it. would drink it first thing in the morning and then I could barely make it through a walk without having to go to the bathroom because I just had all this food in my stomach and when I first started listening to Corinne and I stopped eating until I was hungry I was like all right, well, it's like 10 o'clock, I'm not hungry. Oh my gosh, it's 11, I'm not hungry. It was like one o'clock and I still wasn't hungry. And so waiting for your body to like tell you when it's actually hungry, letting your brain and your stomach communicate, that's the way our bodies were designed. Uh, I was completely in shock at how hungry I wasn't. So if you realize you need less than what you're actually eating, then you can make less next time. You know, you're experimenting around, you're learning. You have to just look at the whole thing like you're going to weight loss college. And that's what has been going on for me the last two months. My mind is blown by some of the things that I just did not know about myself. Doing this 24 hours at a time at first is an excellent way to support yourself. Every morning you take five minutes to jot down your food and it will focus you. It'll be a reminder of what today's goal is. That night or the beginning of the next morning, lots of times I just do it the next morning, jot down how it went, you know, was I too full? Did you learn portion control? Or you can even be like, man, that was hard. You know, it's hard not to overeat. Just write about whatever is coming up for you. And if you start one day at a time, 24 hours at a time, committing to writing three or four minutes about how it goes for you, you'll be amazed at the knowledge you can gain about yourself. And it really, no one can do this for you. It's so important because every single body is different. Every single brain is different and we're all individuals. And so you're going to gain information about yourself. Different stuff comes up for different people. The point isn't perfection. The point is to be kind to yourself and to learn, you know. Um, one One of the things that she really encourages is that you cook things that you like. You know, and obviously I can't have spaghetti and meatballs, lasagna, and pizza all in one week and expect to lose weight. That's just a lot of carbs and you know, heavy, saucy, cheesy goodness. Right. But I love lasagna and I started doing my 24 hour plan. I started doing it basically seven days in advance. And that helps me. You guys know I have five kids and I'm putting dinner on the table, usually four to five times per week. Um, sitting like, like old school family style, setting the table five days a week. And we, for our, everybody's family's different. No judgment if that, if you guys are like eating on your laps or whatever, we do that at our table because with five kids, some are adopted, some are stepkids, everybody's blending together. We really needed to work on like leveling up our game as far as like watching their manners, their eating habits and, and connecting with them, having eye to eye contact with them. So we really consider dinner around the table in the evening important. And lucky me, I'm not Working full time anymore, so it's very doable. But I did used to work full time, and I am in a very good place to be able to do it, and not everyone is, so I get that. Anyway, we all sit down, and normally I would do lasagna and garlic bread, and then I would eat like a quarter of the pan. You know, I I like a lot of lasagna, and I love to be full, so that's something I'm really learning about, right? Well, I decided I would do Brussels sprouts. I did some corn. I did, And it was like the night we went to Costco. So I was trying to clean out all the old veggies. I did some broccoli. I did a little uh, balsamic on tomato and cucumber salad. So my plate was full. I had a two by two square of beautiful, saucy, cheesy, hot lasagna. And then the rest of the plate was full of veggies. And I ate it all. And I was legit, before I even finished, satisfied. And so... When your stomach feels, not not like you're going to burp or barf or like you, you know, feel like you need to undo your pants, but when you feel like, okay, I could get up and have a walk right now. I definitely don't have hunger anymore. I'm feeling good. You stop, right? So I've been trying to learn that for the last 45 days. When I sit down to a meal or when I'm eating a meal at, you know, while I'm working or out with a girlfriend for lunch, whatever, you know, or if I like if I'm eating anything, I'm trying to stop when I'm satisfied. And that's a really, it's not something that you can just learn overnight. I've, I've probably done great 50% of the days and I consider that a win. Well, anyway, as I'm sitting there, you know, the lasagna finally started to cool. So you could actually get a chunk that would all stay together. And I went back in for seconds and I had it and, and I got it on my plate and I ate it. And by the time I was done, I was legit stuffed. I was very full. And it's all the salt and the, you know, it's like all the stuff, right? It was really good. Um, but here's the wins about it. I would have talked to myself in the past in such a shitty way, like, look at you, what a waste of time. You're such a pig. You just have no self control. Just like lo- loathful things, things I would not even say to my worst enemy. Not that I have a worst enemy, but you know what I'm saying? Like I just, in my head, this inner dialogue that I would never, ever tell anyone else is like, oh my God, we've been trying so hard and you've been getting up and taking time to journal every day and here you're such a pig and you just totally blew it. No, I did not do that to myself at all. I said to myself, what have I got to learn? Here's what I'm going to learn. The last two times I've served lasagna to this family This has happened because I love lasagna and I have a really hard time and it's a trigger for me. And so we're going to pay attention to that or we're going to plan for it. I'm going to plan on having no other overeats the week that I've got lasagna on the food plan because it's going to be hard for me. Or I'm going to agree to eat all my, I'm going to come up with a plan around it, but I didn't talk shit to myself. You know what I said? I'm like, you know what? You've been doing so good drinking water. It's not going to take any time at all for that to cycle out of your system. And it was really good. And you had such a sweet conversation with your girls and your husband that night. And next time we're going to work when lasagna comes out. And by the way, it's not just lasagna. It happens with chips and salsa. It happens with enchiladas, pretty much anything hot and cheesy or crunchy or sweet It happens. And I'm learning. I'm rewiring my brain, but you know what? My brain is brilliant. I am able to learn new things. We all are. We can all rewire the way that we behave. And one of the things that Corinne said that really popped out at me is that imagine if you lost your right arm and you had to start writing with your left arm, or if you're left-handed, start writing with your right arm, your non-dominant hand, you had to start writing with. Imagine how difficult that would be, right? But you would do it eventually. Your brain would learn how. Your arm, that nub would keep coming out, wanting to wanting to write. But your brain eventually would become wired to use your left hand, because that's what we have to do. And so that's how I know. You know, if you can imagine that, that's what we're doing. And that's why it's so hard. And that's why it's so important not to give up on yourself, not to talk shit on yourself. Kudos to you for actually giving it a shot and showing up day after day. Even if you make mistakes for 365 days in a row, you are trying and you are showing up for yourself. And it's so, so, so beautiful and important. Okay, my beauties, I could not encourage you more to get yourself seven pieces of paper, And if today is Wednesday that you're listening to this or whatever day it is, write Wednesday, write out what you're going to do. And then write the date on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and the next Wednesday. And commit to seven days of just jotting down what you're going to eat. And then at the end of it, put in there, here's what I noticed coming up. And I'm telling you the data is gold. Last night we went out for Mexican food. It was a, it was a crazy night. Our, we have three teenagers and a five-year-old and the teenagers have got a lot going on right now. One of them's turning 17 this weekend, but one of them's in a fashion show this weekend. Two of them are in color guard. We're running and gunning. We're at that like sweet spot where one is licensed and the other two are kind of working on it, but they don't have, they, they are independent. But they don't quite have all their independence. So it's a lot of mom and dad still running around, right? So we're running around and we had agreed to eat at this place that was at the hotel my daughter was at. And we know the restaurant. I actually used to work at this hotel. Okay, we're going to go into Pete's. I know they have like healthy, like I could have some fish. It'll be great. We valet the car. We've got an hour. We roll on up to Pete's and it's closed, which I don't even understand how you could be a restaurant and be closed on a Tuesday night. So anyway, the restaurant's closed, and I'm like, okay, well, we have an hour before we have to be back to pick up Erlen. What are we going to do? And by this time, we're hungry, and we're like, okay, pivot. We end up at the the greasy Mexican food restaurant that we love that's cheap and easy and quick. And I, I went in, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to order, you know, one chicken enchilada with green sauce. You know, that's the best I can do there. And... I mean, honestly, I could have like a taco salad or something, but like, it seemed like a reasonable enough pick best I could do. Let it go with that. Well, my husband knows that I've been doing this and I'm talking to him a lot about the thought work. And we do a lot of like kind of heady conversations about growing our brains and like leveling up and self-improvement and all that stuff. He tells me this morning, he's like, you know, what's so weird last night when they said, Hey, um, there's this burrito that you ordered or you can order the deluxe burrito. And I mean, this burrito was the size of a newborn and he ate all of it. It was huge. And he's like, it's something about that word deluxe that made me think, Ooh, I, you know, I think I better get that. And so he ended up eating twice the burrito that he normally would. Thomas's messaging around eating is like that whole super size me, you know, bigger is better. And you know i don't necessarily fall into that marketing at all but maybe that's something that is he his data that he can do something with so everybody's been exposed to different things um diet culture sucks sucks a big booty and we have gone about losing and maintaining weight in a really really weird way and i think it's just so important to start waking up like i'm listening i'm listening and i am noticing you know, all the things that are adding up to the reason that this has been a problem for so long. And I'm not blank. It's no one's fault. It doesn't have anything to do with my parents or how I was raised or, you know, my parents are both fairly thin people. It's, it's our society and it's, you know. Instead of like coping with the fact that something is emotionally hurting or something is emotionally not right, or something's not adding up, something doesn't feel right. Instead of sitting down with that and being like, how can I support myself right now emotionally? Maybe I need a journal. Maybe I need to call a friend. Maybe I just need to lay there and stare at the clouds and just take a moment to decompress that we have done. Maybe I need an Oreo. And that's the problem. And so it's so interesting too, like when Lincoln, my five-year-old, you know, scrapes her knee, instead of, hey, let's go get an ice cream. It's like, hey, you need a hug? You need some reassurance? And it's just a different way of looking at it. So, okay, so here's my request, people. Go out, get your seven-day journal, if you wanna do that, or just write about it for seven days. Collect the data, and on day seven, sit down and rewind the week and see what you learn. Even if you learned one thing, super duper worth it. And I just want to say that I'm rooting for you. I believe in you. And I think that this is completely doable. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Diana show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays to connect with me. I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks friends.